0: You know, there was a portion where, like, we didn't have countertops yet, but we were, like, building pizzas on wood peels, like, on metal frames for where the counter was going to go. And, like, we were hand mixing because the batches were so small that we couldn't use the big mixer. And it was just this evolution. It was an amazing process.
1: This is Taste. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. Noam Grossman is the founder of Upside Pizza, an NYC slice shop that breaks all the rules in the best possible way. The pizza is extremely legit, and is made with 100% naturally leavened dough with a sourdough starter that has risen for 72 hours. This is all to say this is not your typical slice joint. On this episode, we hear about Grossman's journey to pizza, and how he's bringing personality and voice to the sometimes planned world of the NYC slice. I hope you enjoy this conversation. No, I'm Grossman. Welcome to This is this. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Kind of craving upside pie right now. You, you, you dropped some merch on, my, on the table when you came in, and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have pizza now. I know it's an issue, but it is 11 a.m. Yeah, exactly. It's a little early. So all right, we so got to show a little bit of restraint. Exactly, we got we got to start afternoon. So this is this is during Pizza Week, and and we we have some of our favorite pizzaiolos and, and pizza guys in this week, and girls and and all. I love upside. Thank I love your pie. Thank you. I appreciate that. you're welcome. It, it's legit, and I, I get it when I'm about to when I'm about to board a bus home at the Port Authority. I've been to that one. That yep. one's a that's, that's a the OG. There's nothing else without that start. It's such a good spot. That's you, where it all You have came three to locations it. in New York now. We have four. Okay, what's the fourth? Greenpoint. Yeah, I got that one. Um Nolita. Oh, that's the one I don't know. Midtown well, West or oh, Midtown sorry. East. Oh, sorry. I know Spring Street it is Nolita. You're right. Yeah. Midtown East, Midtown West. Okay. So, first question. What's your describe your pizza process? Like, what does upside stand for? And then it's a it's a broad question, but I know you can answer it.
0: Yeah, so The process, I think, has always been defined by trying to create, you know, this elevated slice that still um, can be reached and accessed by anybody, so price point-wise. But the process itself, you know, we use this natural uh, leavening agent. It's an all-natural sourdough starter, which we've been using for the past five years. It came to me, you know, probably at three years old, so the starter is like Mm -hmm. 8 Years old, probably. But I think we're defined really by what we do to get that slice of pizza onto your plate. So, from the natural leavening um, to the sourdough aspect to the proofing periods to, you know, how we're basically creating this like flavor bomb sauce that we add to another tomato product to create the final sauce. We're stretching fresh mozzarella in house every day. We're Doing a lot of things behind the scenes that actually people probably don't know about when they're just walking to Upside, we do need to do a little bit better job messaging that over. But you know, it was kind of doing everything possible behind the scenes to create the best slice of pizza.
1: You know, I uh, I'm glad you say uh, there's a lot behind the scenes because I think all the the, the pizza folks are talking to this week say the same thing because you know you're still selling pizza and there's like a pretty straightforward interaction with your diner but are you doing like a 72 hour what's how long is yeah you- so well it's, it's a funny question so when we
0: opened in 2019 we were doing 48 hours on the regular dough and 72 hours on the Sicilians then things blew up you know we got super super busy uh in a super busy area and those things kinda go out the window um when you need pizza to sell. We're not Exactly. We're not we're not like a sellout concept, you know? Yeah. Like selling out to us is is not a good thing. It means like you weren't prepared and uh you didn't have enough product on hand. So there's some twelve hours in there. No, there aren't twelve hours, but like the regular dough has gone down to probably thirty six to forty two. Fair enough. And the Sicilians are at um the Sicilians we've we've
1: changed, so they're probably at a twenty-four to forty-eight. So, listener, just to contextualize, if you are not familiar with these numbers, we're basically saying you know you gotta plan ahead seventy-two hours. You want your dough to rise and set and just chill and and develop flavor over time. Of course, we know when you run on a dough, you can't just like create seventy-two hours. So, we're talking about making up for the gap. So, you're saying forty-eight but you're not that concept like you know some that dude down in Philly who does like you know 30 pies a night like no you know i, I agree with you fully that's my i think i think you should just serve your customers and not create some 100%. fucking 100% exactly <laughs> i we'll get into that later but but yeah exactly okay what excites you about pizza i want to ask you because you know your background you're not like that's you're not like a third generation pizza guy you've had <laughs> lots of jobs in the industry you you are a seasoned professional um and I don't want to really get into, like, too much of your past because I want to talk about upside and, and what you're doing now. But what excites you about pizza?
0: The thing that I liked about pizza was, one, you know, I thought I could really go out and, and engineer and bring in the right tools and people to create the best slice of pizza in New York City, which is no small feat. Definitely not. And I think argument can be made that we've done so. I think if you poll people, you'll find upside in those answers. Um, but the 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 exciting thing to pizza about me and what I really love is you know it can be accessed by the everyman. It's the everyman's food, right? Like there's no cheaper, more affordable meal in New York besides a water dog, yeah. you know, from the cart for a buck than pizza. And the mix of people that it brings into Upside and it has brought into Upside over the years people I've befriended and have real relationships with range from big hedge fund guys to construction workers, to MTA workers, to even a homeless guy who's panhandling outside and can raise four bucks and experience, you know, the, the elevated product that we have to offer. It's cool. That's exciting to me, mm-hmm. to be able to reach anybody and everybody. And it's like part of the hospitality thing that, that I think
1: I was born with. But yeah, that's, that's, that's exciting to me. You, you, you really hit it on the head with it, with the hospitality being the focus and the $4 slice being worth the $4. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, money's tight for a lot of folks. Um, and you know, $4 to many, there's a dollar slice in New York. $1.50 now. Oh, there's no more dollar slices. The one down here on Broadway in 56 still does a buck. Still a buck. Still does a wow. buck. Wow. Pat, back me up. What do you think? Is that one? Is that one downstairs still a buck? It's still ninety nine cents. It's wow. literally it, it's. They might be. They haven't the even only hit a buck. Remaining. They're ninety still nine cents. It's wow. still, but it, it's it. You know, they're at like a fifteen hundred to two thousand slice a day. A day, I know. So with these, yeah, you know, my partners are the two bros guys. So I know the economics of how these things work. They need to move a lot, a lot of slices. Okay, let's get day. into that. It's really interesting. Of course, you founded Upside with the the two brothers of Two Bros Pizza, and they kind of pioneered the dollar slice. You're doing the $4 slice. In general, what's the difference between the two slices? Because you can speak freely because he's your business partner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just process, you know. And,
0: um, you know, I'm going out and spending uh, $14 a pound to bring in Parmigiano Reggiano, yeah. you know it's DOP certified. That comes in a full wheel that we have to break down in house. Mm-hmm. Like that's not in their that's not in their wildest dreams. But they use a great cheese. Their sauce is from the same company that we use. You know they're using a Stanislaus product. Their Man, product, Modesto, California shouts Modesto. Shout out yeah. Modesto. Yeah, I want to go out there next year for yeah. the harvest. It would be fun. Um, but they're just using uh, a cheaper available product. It's all still high end stuff. I crave a Two Bros slice. I think Two Bros is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious for sure. For a buck fifty, like I don't know what else you're eating in 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 New York for sure. That's that good. I mean, listen downstairs. And I'm what? not saying that because they're my partners. Sometimes I know. Sometimes I literally, I legitimately crave a Two Bros slice. I'll be like, ooh, I don't want to have upside today.
1: I mean, I grew up on on Little Caesars, and like Little go. Caesars in in Michigan. Is like two bros and like the place downstairs. I like putting like you know some chili crisp, put some olive oil on it. It's yeah, good. yeah, jazz it up a little jazz bit, jazz it, man. You know, but the but the base is there. You talk about the the slice being four bucks and using good products. We've talked a little bit about dough rise, but let's talk, let's get into the sauce because to me, I love upside. It's definitely on my uh, it's on my podium for the, for the for New York. I think L and B is up there for me as well. Your face tells me that you're like holy shit. No, I love LMB. Oh, L-
0: you don't have to. It's I a- do. I do. I think it's an incredible. I, and there's, you know, it it, it like toes that line mm-hmm. with the dough where it's like yeah, it that it has that chew, but it also has a bite. And I'm
1: a very big sauce guy, and then the sauce there plays a big hundred big role. And that's kind of why I wanted to lead to this conversation because I love upside because of the sauce. And I I really am a sauce guy as well with pie. I think ratio is important too. Crust is probably third for me. But it's not about me. It's about you. Let's talk about your sauce. You said you use a a tomato product and tomato sauce. What's this? Yeah. I will give away the secret. I know you won't. (laughs) No, no,
0: no. But basically we, um, we use two different tomato products, and one of them is a whole tomato that we basically confit Uh, With garlic and herbs in an extra virgin olive oil for as long as it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And then that gets cooled and then zipped down with an immersion blender. And it becomes like this, you know, for lack of better words, uh, a flavor bomb. Yeah. And that gets added by percentage of weight to another tomato product that comes
1: out of a can. Which everything comes out of a can. So you're using Santa slavs, you, you you said, and, and of course that comes out of a can. That's those are made. exactly. It's too, so it it's basically
0: it's a it's a it's a tomato. S- like you could technically, and I'm sure other pizzerias do. You just take the sauce out of the can, throw it on the pie. Yeah, and it can be. Like, I've seen It's, that. it's a sauce. Yeah. You literally
1: walk into, into exactly, pi- <laughs> exactly. You see the cans just like laying right next to the the exactly. The bin. So we take that 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 flavor bomb.
0: I don't know why, but it's taken on the name dashi with my guys. It's that's not cool. it's not inherently like a dashi definitionally. Um, Do you use kombu in it? Or are you using no, seaweed? no? No, no. I was no. like, that's cool. And that would be crazy. I mean, it it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we add that by percentage of weight to the full weight of the of the sauce, which is obviously this huge twenty two quart bucket, which we make yeah ten of every day. Um, and then you just get this crazy tomato sauce.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's, my note is that while L&B is sweet and I like it for that, yours is not. It's a very different There's no sauces. sweetness. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a good, I mean, we love sweet sauces. I think that we like fast food pizza, Pizza Hut, cause that stuff's sugar all the way. hundred percent. I definitely also like a sweet sauce like on my pasta. Sure. But I was never a sweet sauce, um, pizza guy. Let's go back when you started Upside. You worked with Anthony Falco. And Big I, shouts. Yo, definitely. And I'd like to get a sense of what Anthony brought to the table. This is like the pizza doctor. Everything. Oh, really? Like, <laughs>
0: cool. I, you know, I came in green. Yeah. I think the saying is green behind the ears or something.
1: Wet behind the ears. Wet behind the ears. Green. But you worked at, you know, speaking of green, you worked at a dig. I worked that Dig, yeah, but I'm saying with pizza. Yeah, no, of course. I'm just with saying dough with baking with everything. You like. worked, you worked in like
0: I know food, food. Yeah, I know food, but but pizza and dough specifically, it was like this whole new world. And the first pie of pizza that I ever made, I flew out to meet Anthony in um, in Seattle. Mm. He was doing an event at Sir Taub, uh Corporate Headquarters, and I flew out to like you know I was like, let me just. Be around this guy even before we start the project and see what's going on. Come back to New York and we basically spent about two weeks in the basement kitchen of Upside testing, you know, 10 different flours, five to six different cheeses, different cheese blends, different weights of dough, different proof periods, A to
1: Z. So I learned everything I know from Anthony. So you book out time with him. He's a consultant. You basically book out time. I mean, he famously started the pizza program at Roberta's three got a bunch of his acclaim exactly yeah we had him you know um
0: we've had him on we had him on retainer for like two or three years Mm -hmm. but also for launching the project there was like a you know a two to four week period where he was we were together every day and just making pizzas and it was just us two and it's, it's kind of a romantic scene in the sense of new york pizza You know, it was just me and him, like, figuring out and building what we thought was going to be the best slice, what we think is the best slice of pizza in New York City. Yeah. And it was, you know, there was a portion where, like, we didn't have countertops yet, but we were, like, (laughs) building pizzas on wood peels, like, on metal frames for where the counter was going to go. And, like, we were hand mixing because the batches were so small that we couldn't use the big mixer. And it was just this evolution. That, you know, I rarely actually look back on. I don't really have moments like this when I'm, like, thinking about the start of it. But it was, it was an amazing process, you know, when we figured it out together. It's, it's, and it's, it's re- changed since then. Sorry to cut you off. No, no. That's how the brain works. But, it, it, you know, it's changed a lot since then because you're testing, like, one pizza at a time.
1: Well yeah, once you hit scale, everything changes. Exactly. also your cost of goods in the last eighteen months has gone insane. Yeah. So you gotta change everything things. Everything
0: changed. Well, cost of goods I've never let sway me from from changing the product. Uh, uh, that's man. You know, that's because it. I was like I was never gonna let money come in the way of creating the best product possible. And then you just adjust accordingly. What did you start at four bucks or did you start at three? We started at uh I think we started at three twenty five. Yeah. And then when COGS went up, yep. you know, we didn't have a choice. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. like
1: four dollars for what we're producing is still undervalued. I mean, definitely. When you're going to most sandwich shops or or salad bar or restaurants and you it's like 18, 19, 20, you're getting like a slice and a and a and a, and a soda for under ten bucks. Yeah. You know, listen, and some knots. Let's not forget about the knots. Don't forget about the knots. I nuts. love the knots there. Um it's, it's interesting when I went back and, and started looking at your your history, you know, Julia Moskin wrote this like insanely nice piece and <laughs> I gotta think that... Shout out that, to Julia. Yeah, she's great. I love Julia and she's certainly... There's no sway in Julia Moskin. She's gonna write what she wants. I gotta think there's no coincidence that you literally opened up across the New York Times, like in their office, that you're like doing good pizza literally across when they've been there for 10 years and literally there was no good pizza. Strategic? It didn't hurt. <laughs> was not strategic,
0: but it did not hurt. You know, as soon as I, uh, as Sam, accepted and became a customer, yeah. he was just like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and then he found out also that my partners were the two bros who have a shop on the
1: opposite caddy corner mm-hmm. to the to the south, and he was like what is going on here this like, is like what the evolution doing? of two brothers yeah yeah no and sifton obviously knows a good story so yeah i gotta write this story. yeah yeah and he's like all right i'm sending in i'm sending someone in and i was like
0: uh <laughs> okay you know we're ready yeah it was crazy it was like i think we opened january 9th 2019 and if my memory serves me correctly i think um the full page in the food section dropped on there's two dates in my mind either february 16th or february 22nd it was like almost immediate
1: that's how the new york times works they find a good story and they run with it i love that shit and they obviously had a good story in that piece there's this little little nugget about you basically leaving the shop at 1 a.m and watching the dough on closed circuit do you like that's funny those were crazy days so you watch the dough from home to make sure it was yeah, Portland, because
0: right? we were having, you know like, or, or we were still in the early phases of this, this pizza shop that was getting all this attention all of a sudden, and we had like Adam Kubin showing up and different food people and Phil Rosenthal, and like, I needed to deliver. you know, These people needed to try the product that I had designed, yeah. not, you know, the product that I designed, but uh, you know, the, the, the dough didn't run like there was no option B right? It was like serve what I needed to serve. And so, yeah, we had some proofing problems like a couple nights. And so I started leaving the dough in front of the camera so that I can actually, I would wake up every like two, three hours on an alarm and I could visually, you can visually see it, right? Like you see if it's rising, you see if it's expanding. And yeah, that went on for a little bit. I was working on, on, on dough time at that point until I like kind of reverse engineered the thing to work for me where I didn't have to wake up at 5 AM and go feed a starter. Yeah. You know, to make dough like at 8 AM, man. But yeah, those were crazy times. I was like sleeping on bags of flour in the back of the shop. Like it was nuts. I was like taking naps
1: on, on a, on a folded out pizza box. You knew, you knew that if you failed, Even a day in those first six months. It wasn't an option. You've lost the plot. I mean, it's pizza. If it sucks, no one's coming back.
0: You know what's crazy thing about that? Is that I don't think 99.9% of people would have realized that there was anything wrong with the pizza if there had been a little hiccup with like the dough proofing, for example. Yeah. But to me...
1: It was like a hundred percent or zero. Agree. Daniel Holzman, um, who's later on this week at Danny Boys in LA, had the same sentiment when he launched in yeah. LA. Same deal. Yeah. It's like Soignet, which is a, a, a dated term, but you gotta be Soignet from day one. So let me ask you about the expansion because you start at this location across from Port Authority, which still I go to the most and I, I love your service. I told you this earlier. I love the service there. You guys got some nice guys working there. Really, really special. They they care. Um how do you think about expansion? How do you get to Spring Street? How do you get to like what's what's when you did your three other locations and like how many more are you going to do? Um
0: you know, I I look in in areas that I would like to that I spend time in myself and also areas that I know are busy enough to support uh an upside and, you know, create enough buzz for the brand also to help you know, fuel expansion. Um, so I think about neighborhoods I want to be in, busy neighborhoods, neighborhoods that are lacking like, a, a a premium slice. And, um, yeah, we're at four now. We're hopefully going to be opening up a fifth in the next five months or so. Cool. You have, you have keys to the shop yet? No keys yet, so I can't tell you where it is. Right, right. But, um, you know, we're waiting on the lease, which cool. is exciting. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, I'd like to test a second market pretty soon. Interesting. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm having a couple conversations around that. What's the city? It's going to be somewhere where I can drive. Okay. New York City. I'm. Th- w- w- we'll see. Right now, I'm. I'm thinking about Boston. I was going to say it's to like be by Boston. BU. Yeah. It's like, nice. I didn't go to BU, but I had best friend who went to BU, so I would go up a bunch, and, like, I know this, you know, it's it's a good city. Yeah,
1: it's a good city. They, they like the pies there. Yeah. yeah. But,
0: you know, I don't think expansion has a, a limitation in terms of numbers of stores. I think the idea is to just keep
1: building the brand and keep opening stores and keep doing what we're doing. And, like, your your model is, is is it's, it's like counter service. You're not yeah. doing restaurants. You're not no. dining. dine in. No.
0: And I don't know, you know, maybe – in three years, if we open in uh, a different market and it calls for a little bit of a twist on the actual model, we do that. But for now, it's just counter service, quick slice.
1: You're in, you're out. If the line's out the door, you're still leaving in six minutes. It's NY Slice. That's what you do and what people love. And it would be great to see them like, you know, you know, Palm Springs or 100 you know, somewhere out. It yeah. doesn't have that. Yeah. And part of your expansion, I'm thinking, is your link with, with Blackbird. And I want to ask you about this because Blackbird, we've had Ben Leventhal on the founder of Blackbird. And it's an interesting model that is really tapping into loyalty. And it's, a, it's smart. It's, it's trying to really engage with customers who they're often. And, and you um, have something that I think is pretty unique on the platform. You have a pizza club. It's we have a pizza club. 199 a year, which gives you a slice a day. You get three hundred and sixty-five slices. It's crazy. Yeah, economically, it's an insane deal. Yeah, doing the math. I mean, it pays for itself in like two and a half months. It's crazy. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: No. Like if anyone's I'm, I'm actually, dumb take, at math, yeah.
1: It's yeah, we have four months. Yeah, about yeah. That, yeah, yeah. If anyone's actually taking advantage of the
0: everyday slice, which there are people, like I see them, <laughs> I know them. You know, they know me. Um, it's a it's a great deal.
1: So for for a hundred ninety-nine a year you're getting more than just a slice a day because I think that's part of the whole Blackbird model is that you're engaging with customers, you're giving them more. So what, like, what are you giving them? What's your mindset going in? Yeah, so we really formed this club around a uh, concert series that we did last
0: summer mm. uh, that was private access. Cool. We actually emptied out the shop that, that we met in, in Olita, yeah. all the tables and everything. And we brought in some pretty big name performers to perform for about 60 to 80 people, yeah. all who had purchased the Upside Pizza member club. who did you play? Who played? So we had guys like Joey Badass. Yep. From, you know, from New York. Yep. Bacar, yeah, Bakar. Yeah. Uh, this kid Reggie, who's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was nuts. Like we were stuffing people behind the pizza counter, you know, to watch. Like That's it was, cool. yeah, it was insane. It's real fun, man. Like Reggie, like uh, Bakar was the, by far the biggest performer we had. And there were probably like three, four hundred people outside the shop. And really, I cool. don't know if you noticed, but the, the doors all fold open. Yeah. So we opened up all the doors. It was crazy.
1: Sounds like a cool model where you get like this invite into a, a concert. You get like, you know, special slice drops. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Is it working? How many members do you have? Yeah. Member count, I got to hit up Ben for that yeah. number, but I should know. Yeah, whatever. You You have people coming in every day and yeah. obviously... You're not just getting the slice, you're getting something else. Yeah,
0: I think it's also going to, we're going to work on uh, what the V2 version is. Yeah. Because we want to give more than just the free slice a day, which is kind of what it is at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Blackbird is going to become more and more part of our lexicon. I'm I'm very bullish on this, on what they're doing there. Yeah. It's cool that you're early. You're early in. Yeah. You, you and Nick Morgan and a few other folks are early. Yeah.
0: In. I always, you know, I, I tell people it's not time to start betting
1: against Ben. Never, yeah. Well, well established on the show that we like Ben Levinthal's work is is very much the, the case. But what what also I think is cool about Upside is you pivot to other ideas. In the space, especially in your Nolita location, you have soft side, which is an ice cream concept that operates out of there. And more recently, we're recording this in in December. It's going to go on for a little bit into the winter. Soup side. Soup side. How fun is that? Tell me about those two concepts. I love that. So soft side, we kind of, when we
0: took over the space, we built out, we were able to build out a, a storefront on Spring Street. Yeah. Um, which used to be the bathroom of the old pizza <laughs> shop that was there. So it was like this massive waste of of potential. Yeah. And, um, you know, I went back and forth about what we we're going to do out of there, whether I wanted to be involved in it, whether I was going to let my partners just deal with it. And um, after I realized that it was going to be my headache either way, um, I decided to, I was like, I want to do a complimentary product. There's no good soft serve in New York City. Like you can go to the truck like to go and get soft serve somewhere. I can't even think like, yeah, at the moment where you would go. Um, so soft side was born and we took the same approach, you know, best possible products in best product out. I brought in, uh, you know, another cons a consultant. Um, she had worked around the industry for a long time in pastry and, um, it's a, it's tough soft serve because the machines are super
1: finicky. Oh my goodness, that's the number one thing is never buy a soft serve machine exactly. as a restaurateur. Never, exactly. ever, ever. But you know we figured it out. You know, and I still learn every day. So do you do you operate those in the summer then? Yes, that's cool. So in the, now you're doing the soup side. I yeah. loved it. I love it. I tried the gumbo. I tried the chicken and rice. I tried. There was a really good. Uh, I believe it was like a squash. Yeah, the butternut with the jalapeno. Or? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, and you have you are working, you're collabing on that a little bit too.
0: Yeah, well, so my best friend Laylee, um, who I met at Dig, and um, you know, who's like a ops ninja, kind mm-hmm. of came to me. I closed offside last year, yeah, for the winter, and it was, it's tough because I had to hire, I had to retrain, you know, I had to do all the stuff to reopen the store, and um, you know. I didn't like letting go of the employees, but it got to the point where, like, you can't really sell soft serve in the winter when you don't have a store Mm -hmm. for someone to come and sit in. You know, it's a counter on the street, right? Like, you've seen it. So it's like you're coming in the freezing cold to get a cone of ice cream and, like, you're sitting outside and eating it. Yeah. Not super easy. It's not, like, the
1: biggest market.
0: No. Even in New York. No. And so, you know, I was going back and forth with ideas and and Laylee came to me and she's like, we should do soup hmm And I was like, it's a great idea. Um, if
1: you want to help me do it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Lily. She's great. Shouts to her. Yeah. And 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 she's doing culinary on that, then you're doing some collabs with, with chefs. Yeah, yeah. We have
0: this whole big chefs lineup that we're about to roll out. Um, the newest edition is very exciting also. Yeah. Um, so basically starting I think January fourth, um, every ten days or so there's gonna be a rotating Uh, chef special with people from like meredith hayden from wishbone kitchen Mm -hmm. to um um right uh, yeah barrigani is doing one i just signed up my buddy and you know chinese food legend uh wilson tang
1: yeah from namwa
0: yeah so he's gonna do a kanji of sorts
1: um it's gonna be sick I, I, I love the idea. It's like real community focused. And, and it's, again, really good soup. It's nice. Yeah. It's really. And there's bone broth too. There's, there's a nice bone broth, broth. From, my, from my bros at Springbone. I love the bone broth. Yeah.
0: We're actually launching a, uh, we're calling it a season ticket through Blackbird. Oh, cool. Which is, an, it's basically going to, we're going to sell it for 77 bucks and it's access to a free soup from each chef. So we're gonna call it like the seven 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 club. Cool, um, yeah, and also like financially, it makes a ton of sense because each soup is like twelve yeah. bucks, and this way you are getting seven soups for seventy seven bucks. Definitely. So it's I am into that two idea. Different ways, yeah.
1: Good work. I, I think it's 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 all clever and it's like fun, and of course your branding is so nice. Thank you. It's a cool like it all comes together. So let me ask you, you know, I'm like where do you want to be in five years? On a beach. So you gotta get you gotta <laughs> no, get some I'm VC's kidding. coming in and buying uh, you out. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't know. Five years, uh, five years. You know, maybe, maybe married. Oh, sure. That's just for mom. Shout out mom. I respect
1: that you're going maybe personal with
0: this question. Maybe, yeah.
1: I no, love no, no, it. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, maybe, maybe married. Does your mom want you to get married? Yeah. Is she like pushing you? How old are you? Thirty-two. You know
0: what? I got married my friends are like having kids and like you know and she's just like you know she's like it would be nice to be a grandmother and I was like okay yeah talk to my older sister about that yeah (laughs) definitely but on the on the professional front like multiple cities multiple markets 40 stores yeah sure you know um but I you know I also have all these kind of other
1: concepts that I play with so you know It's hard to say. Because it sounds like with with side and just the creativity and and you got a little bit of a wandering eye when it comes to concepts because you can't just do pie, right? Yeah. You want to do more things.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, ideas come up and opportunities present themselves. Like I'm about to launch a shawarma
1: concept. Oh, shit. Barry, you leave there. Yeah. Dang. All right, so there are other concepts. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, you know, Upside's my baby. It's my main focus. But, you know, there are days when I have – some extra time. And I like to fill that time with, you know, working on other stuff.
1: Plug the shawarma. What's, what's, where's it gonna be? It's gonna be on
0: 39th and 8th. Cool. 270 West 39th, literally next door to Upside Pizza. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, you know, do you want shawarma on Monday, Wednesday? Do you want pie on exactly. Thursday? You got like, there you go. Exactly. So it's gonna be called Gal Gal and it's probably gonna open in the next four weeks. You were telling me off mic, and I don't know if you wanna say, but you have this pretty cool chef. That's coming in to help you with that. Yeah, I found like the um, top
0: five shawarma guy in all of Israel. Yeah, and we're doing like a classic
1: Israeli like shawarma. Yeah, um, which is let's let's break it down then. I know it's pizza week, but let's we can do a little shawarma talk. This guy
0: is just like you know he lives somewhere in in central israel and he just he'll do a pop-up one day and yeah. sell like three thousand sandwiches out of his like backyard yeah he's the guy to get to come to new york source the meat source the yeah products. we're like we're you know we're paying this guy to come in we're putting yeah. him up in hotel for a month yeah paying for meals it's like it's a crazy. yeah it's like we're going we're going for it damn and it's gonna be the best shawarma
1: in the country you heard it here i'm into that there are there are some good shawarmas in this country I bet there are. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there are. But
0: uh we have we have some plans.
1: No, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's I'm gonna have you back because I want to hear more about your story. We focused a lot on pizza, but there's you, you got layers. I love it. Thank you. I'm like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is taste. We asked guests about the discerning taste. So to conclude this conversation, here's a little rapid fire, <laughs> fast and furious taste check. Noam, are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Your favorite Italian American dish, hands down? Chicken parm. Definitely. I love that one. Now, with the chicken parm, what's the key to it being like exceptional to you? I think you need to get
0: a nice melt on that cheese so it's not, you're not getting that like rubbery bounce back. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. It has to be the right. Taste. And I also need enough sauce between cheese and cutlet. Yeah. Don't skimp on the sauce for me.
1: I agree. If the sauce is good, let it shine. 100%. The best drink to go with pizza? DC. Oh, yeah. A lot of ice. Off a Fountain. So Fountain, I was going to say. Fountain, Fountain, DC. Fountain, DC. So you're not a Pepsi product shop? (laughs) I won't even acknowledge that You don't have Mountain Dew? No. Coke all day. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's real nice. What about alcoholic? Drink? Yeah, to go with pizza. Do you have any... Are you... I don't want to leave the witness, but... Is there a good alcohol? I mean, I personally... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, listen, I'm not the biggest wine guy, right?
0: But, like, maybe, like, you know, a nice Cobb Franc. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe something, uh, you know, like, we do a... uh, We serve um, a natural Chianti at Nolita, which is great.
1: Oh, that's cool. We do Lambrusco uh, pairing with... Lambrusco's
0: great, too. We had a Lambrusco on the menu for a while, Yeah, we did a story about that.
1: Okay, the best way to eat pizza the
0: next day? Fire the oven to 550... With a baking sheet inside of it. Take the baking sheet out after like 15 minutes with a glove. (laughs)
1: Because
0: it's going to be scalding (laughs) hot. To be be clear. To be clear. (laughs) Um, Throw the pizza back in for about five to seven minutes. Turn the broiler on the last two minutes so you get, you know, some extra heat and that fire coming off that cheese and you're
1: good. I love the absolute precision there. Oh, it's a big question. Heat the pan for five Put the slice in, put it in for five, crank the broiler for three. Yeah, two, three. Two, three. Check it. You're good. Cause you know It's a big question. <clears throat> There's all these things.
0: Oh, put it in a pan with a ice cube and like what?
1: <laughs>
0: what about uh just cold? Yeah, why not? Why not? Love a cold slice. <clears throat> what about microwave? I've done it. We all have. I learned that from my dad. We've my dad, all my it. dad used to microwave hot dogs, you know, like yeah. I'm not I'm not scared of a microwave. The nineties was a was a time when things were nineties. I'm talking about like six years ago. Okay. My dad still hits the microwave hits heavy. Hits the microwave button. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. The best dessert. Oof. i go with the Zabayone, specifically a Via carota, Yeah. But
1: like fresh berries and cream, I don't know. I like the range, it's nice. The best bread. Upside pizza dough crust. You guys have a bread program? Can you do it with your dough? We could do it. Might as well. Might as well. Sell some little Also,
0: She-Wolf, you know, like I used to go to the market every Thursday. Yeah. Things have kind of changed. I'm a little bit busier. That's good shit. But She-Wolf,
1: Batard. Your favorite city to visit for the food? New York. (laughs) I would say that's a great city to (laughs) visit, but you live here, so what about outside of New York? Tel Aviv. Shout! I was going to say, that's the one. That's the guy. I like that one a lot. Something you'll never make from scratch? Anything at this point. (laughs) Do you not cook a lot at home? Never anymore. Yeah, you're too busy. I have
0: like a pre upside life and a post upside life. <laughs> pre upside life was like hosting dinner parties and cooking for like four to six friends. Post is like going out or ordering in. What's your fridge look like right now? If I walk into your place, what what does it look like? I can like tell you place? exactly what it looks like. All right. There's um aquapon water. Shout yeah. out to aquapon. Yeah. Diet Coke, Stella's for I host Sundays for football. Um, there's another bottled beer in there that I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to like sealed pastrami from like three years ago. <laughs> that's just, just like sitting <laughs> oh, in shit. the cheese drawer. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. Um, mu- different mustards and some pickles. Yeah. And like some, I have pickled carrots in there that I got. You remember Mel's Bakery when it was open? For oh yeah, a
1: I I didn't realize it was closed for whatever reason. Yeah, they had great bread. Mel's was great, man. But
0: I have like some pickled carrots in there from Mel's from like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got a funny. That's good. I mean, that's what. That's a guy who was working many hours. There's some like microdose mushrooms in there that are just yeah, chilling out. Definitely put on the pie. Yeah, a couple more.
0: Your favorite cookbook of all time. Tartine bread book, maybe? Yeah. Learned a lot. Chad Robertson. Yeah, shout out Chad. I met him a couple times. Super nice guy. Very, very cool. Last one, your favorite sandwich. Right now, I'm going to have to go with, i got to give you two answers. The iron at s Mm-hmm. Or the, the pastrami egg and cheese from Frankel's. But with the lunch pastrami, which is a big menu hack don't get the burnt edges ask for the lunch pastrami it's a good call do you live
1: in Greenpoint are you over
0: there no but I have the upside across the street you do I know so you guys are neighbors yeah that's why they'll give me the lunch pastrami I don't know I don't know if you're
1: getting the lunch pastrami I don't think so Frankel's is a good (laughs) spot I love Frankel's a lot yeah they do good work Noam Grossman thank you so much for joining this taste absolutely